Welcome to Divine Sexuality, where women learn to tap into ecstasy in relationships, out of this world multi-orgasmic sex, and achieve phenomenal success in their careers. Join host Victoria Vives Kwong, international best-selling author, as she helps women discover the strategies for a life of profound intimacy and passion. Imagine being sexy in both the boardroom and the bedroom. And now you can, with Victoria. Hello, this is Victoria U.S. Huang, and this is the Divine Sexuality Podcast, where women learn to tap into ecstasy in relationships, out of this world, multi-orgasmic sex, and achieve phenomenal success in their careers by tapping into the powerful creative force that is sexuality. Today, we have a special episode, so this is a little bit of a behind-the-scenes of a USC documentary by Esther Kim, The Connection Between Spirituality and Sexuality. So we're going to have an opportunity to watch it together, and then afterwards, I will give you some further insight of things that didn't make it into the documentary, so we can talk. This is going to be ecstatic. <laughs> so let's start with the first segment. It's about healing sexual trauma. Are there enough resources available and are they adequate? Are they able to help us? What do you think? Let me know in the comments. All right, let's get started. I wonder if you think that there are adequate tools for people to move through trauma because it is so sensitive, but I don't necessarily see that resources to actually like recover are very widespread. So do you think that, uh, yeah, I guess you think there are enough resources for people? I, I deal with that on a regular basis. So I have a lot of clients and students that come because of that. They want to heal from trauma. Here is my first addition. After having worked in divine sexuality for years now, it is clear to me that there are so many powerful resources that we can tap into to heal our sexual trauma. However, how do we find them? How do we know that they are the correct one for us? First of all, we have a stigma around it. We have taboo around it. So we don't openly talk with others, hey, I have sexual trauma. Do you know of any resources? So that's part of it. And the other part is that as soon as we want to search for it, we might not find the resources because they are blocked. <laughs> so what I mean with this is when I want to reach uh, people who can benefit profoundly from the work that I'm offering, sometimes press releases or um, social media announcements are blocked because they categorize anything about sexuality as pornography. With this negative stigma, how are we going to move forward and transform something that is obviously necessary, so necessary, into something that we feel comfortable about, we can talk about it, and we can access the healing that so much we are needing. There are many ways in which people can heal from trauma it does require dedication. So we cannot be in the, in the mindset of quick fix. Give me a pill, I want to feel good. No, that, that is not the way. Uh, so the way is to really have to dig deep into deep-seated trauma, understand what happened, and process it from the perspective we have today. So sometimes that trauma happened when we were small, and that means that we w didn't have the capacity to understand what happened and process it. 
but then as we continue in uh, acquiring more experience and wisdom in life, then we have more resources to deal with trauma that happened in the past. And then if we have somebody that is helping us, whether it is a psychologist, a healer, anybody that can understand and relate, maybe they were in that situation and they heal from it, so they have almost like a path to go out of it. So it is absolutely possible and I see it happen all the time. Here, I would point at the difference between something quick and something simple. So there can be very powerful breakthroughs. Like sometimes I would see a client for an hour and they would already have something so transformational that they move through a threshold and their life is forever transformed. However, it doesn't mean this is simple because when we are talking about that breakthrough, it is connected to many other aspects in their lives. So unless we start understanding what got them into that situation, was this that they have a tendency of being people pleasers? Is this that they have a tendency of being needy and needing others to be with them? And because of that, they are giving more than they should. They are falling into that codependency. So what is that is happening? How we can understand the whole of that person and start, it's almost like an intricate uh, tapestry that we are understanding, that we are deciphering, so that the person can step by step, layer by layer, connect with their wholeness once again. So because of that, I don't see it as a quick fix. I see that the benefits can be experienced very soon, but in order to have the full being, really r radiant, <laughs> like really understanding like, wow, this is what life is meant to be. I feel that truly we can continue and continue improving. I'm curious what you think, is healing difficult or do you think it's gentle and fairly effortless? More than anything, it requires responsibility. So it requires not blaming others for whatever happened to us. It requires to to have dedication instead to want somebody else to do it for us. You know, like, hey, healer, just heal me. No, it's not about that. It's almost like a lifestyle of desiring that transformation and having a mentor, a guide, a healer, somebody that guides you in the process. So here is one of the biggest realizations I had in my healing path. It is often much harder to wait and resist the healing, just stay stuck in the same story, the pain, the suffering for years and years and years than the difficulty of the actual healing. So yes, sometimes uh, we feel like, oh my goodness, if I have to just revisit that moment in my life when that happened, it's going to be, I'm not going to be able to handle it. Sometimes it feels that way and we just escape it and I can, I can live with this again and again. But seriously, the instant in which we commit to the healing and we just delve into that experience or that feeling or how we didn't maybe protect ourselves as we should and we make peace with it. At that moment, there is such release that a peace comes from within like no other. I always remember a specific moment in my healing in which I felt completely abandoned. 
<laughs> and it's the last thing I wanted. But <laughs> at that moment, when I stopped resisting it and I accepted it, I feel abandoned. And I made it not into an intellectual thing, but I just felt it in all of my body at a somatic level, at a full emotional level. I allowed myself not to put it into reason or logic or fight it. I just surrendered to it. At that moment, I felt such peace that there was a beauty behind the pain. For a moment, I just understood. Everything is okay. I'm going to be okay. This energy was stagnant there, like this fear, this terror had been with me for years, and now I am free. So we need to be courageous to face the healing process. However, the liberation and the freedom and the, the bliss that can come on the other side is just precious. So because of that, I would not say it's difficult, but it does require our stepping forward and saying, I can do this. And of course, you don't need to do it alone. Part of the healing process is to have people with you to understand that you matter and that I can be here for you. Your friends can be here for you or you have some kind of support system that is there for you. So don't go through the healing process alone have that support. That's why we are social animals, right? We are, um, we really need each other. <laughs> Healing is improvement, meaning that from wherever we are, we can go to the next level. If we are sick, we can get healthy. If we are healthy, we can understand better ourselves. If we understand better ourselves, maybe we achieve enlightenment or bliss. So there is always another layer. And in, in a problem that we had or a trauma that we had, there are also many layers. So every time that we go through a cycle of peeling one of those layers, we achieve greater happiness, greater understanding of who we are, greater self-discovery, our life improves in many different ways. But then we realize, wow, there was another layer. Now I discovered this other aspect that is triggering me and affecting me, and I was not aware before. So it's almost like we start expanding our consciousness and our awareness of who we are. This about the potential for joy, for happiness, for bliss that we can experience, what I call the ecstatic experience, is something that fascinates me. That potential, we cannot truly know it unless we dedicate the time to it. There is a funny example. <laughs> so there are these brookies <laughs> that are like brownies with cookies. So that could not exist unless brownies and cookies existed before that, right? But wait, the cookies, actually the cookie in the brookie <laughs> has chocolate chips. So that didn't just come out of nowhere. Before those chocolate chip cookies, there were cookies without any chocolate. And perhaps somebody had the idea, oh my goodness, what if we combine a cookie with the chocolate chips, we put it together, boom. <laughs> now it's amazing, but somebody had to go through that process of thinking about it. And even before that, who invented chocolate chips? <laughs> who invented even the cookies? 
like there was somebody that might have said, okay, so here is uh, flour and sugar. We put it together. Oh my goodness, delicious. So unless we have the previous layer, we can never get to the next one. So in a similar way in our lives, we cannot really self-actualize further than the resources that we have achieved. The rest is just to discover. But the present moment, the present self-actualization acts as the platform for the next realization, the next insight, the next expansion of consciousness. That is why I am so passionate about the human potential, about how we can really understand ourselves, because even this is the legacy that we can offer to the next generations. They will be on our shoulders. <laughs> so that's why it's so important to understand that even if you feel like it is amazing with the first healing, then, you know, if you make it almost like a lifestyle, like I'm going to work on being self-aware, I'm going to work on understanding myself, it will always pay off. <laughs> The more we continue, the more it's going to improve. And depending on the person, like there is people that has not had trauma in their lives, not very much. Maybe the trauma they had was very small. Like I have clients that come and what happened in your life? Not pretty good, you know? So in that case, it's going to be pretty easy. But then there is people that we talk for two hours about everything that happened in their lives. So that is going to take a lot longer. So it depends. Each person is a universe. Each person takes things differently than the next one. So that means that everything that we have experienced and then the temperament that we have and the culture that we have is, is just such a complex and rich and in unique, incredible makeup that each of us have a unique path. And that's precious. So it is important to understand that. Sometimes we might feel, wow, in my life there has been so much trauma. How can I possibly heal all of this? And the beauty of, of this is that you actually might have been through life with this warrior spirit, creating this resilience, this desire to really go to um, a place of peace and healing and love. So you have this without, within you, and I can relate to that. I think I'm more of that character. But then perhaps other people that might have had the perfect parents, perfect experience, maybe they don't have so much, some of that fiery energy inside and they have to find other ways to really move forward. So whatever life we have had, it has the good things, the bad things, each of us is unique. And the important thing is understand that each of us heals differently and that your emotions are always valid because you are feeling them. So <laughs> this has been the completion of this first segment from the documentary. Let me know what you think. Are you familiar with these subjects? How is in your life this process through understanding more of your sexuality? I would love to hear. And if you are ready to step forward and connect with your ecstatic experience with a life of profound intimacy, I highly recommend for you to check the links below with the resources that can help you achieving this. I believe it is by healing trauma and redefining misconceptions about sexuality that we are able to achieve ecstasy in relationships, 
profound intimacy and out of this world, multi-orgasmic sex. This is Victoria Vives Kwong, and I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. I love you. Thank you for listening to Divine Sexuality with Victoria Vives Kwong. Connect with Victoria and download her free Divine Sexuality ebook at victoriavivas.com divine. Subscribe to get the latest on how to tap into your divine sexuality. Remember, you can be sexy in both the boardroom and the bedroom.